RTL Original Podcast. Today's guest, Laura Fontani, is an investment banker turned gelato entrepreneur. Join us as she shares some real advice about starting your very own business. Laura, welcome to How I Got Here. It's very exciting to have you in the studio to talk about what is probably one of my favourite foods of all time, and that is ice cream. Bargello is a well-known ice cream brand in Luxembourg. As well as having its own shop, it's available in most major supermarkets. Okay, thanks. First of all, thanks for inviting me here. Um, what makes Bargello special? I, um, I would say tradition and innovation. Mm-hmm. When we launched the brand in, in 2013, that's when we opened the uh, first shop in, in Luxembourg, um, my idea was to bring the Florentine art of gelato making here in Luxembourg. And though we, um, obviously there were already other um, other shops and other realities here in Luxembourg, that was not really such a product and such a concept as well because mm-hmm. um well first of all we were very innovative in a way of the type of ingredients we're using we're only using um we, we use mainly local ingredients so the first idea was to really make it a made in Luxembourg type product secondly we came in with a whole range of different type of flavors which were unknown to the market at the time we have a lot of signature flavors that we have developed uh, also throughout the years um, but at the same time we wanted to propose really gelato and gelato is a bit different than ice cream in a way in in two major ways I'd say well first of all in order to be defined gelato it has to be it has to have less than 10% fats in it Okay. And ice cream tends to be much fatter, um, as we know it. Yeah. Um, with that goes the sorbet. And the whole idea is to also have sorbet which are without um, milk products. Yeah, mm-hmm. gelato has milk products. The idea is that you still keep the cremosity of the ice cream. So the ice cream of, of the gelato, it has to be very creamy, no mm-hmm. matter what it is, whether it's uh, done with milk or whether it's done as a sorbetto with water and sugar and fresh fruits. Mm-hmm. So that sort of consistency, that sort of product um, was quite new into the market. And um, and what was also quite new, I think, and this is just in general in Northern Europe, was the fact that it was coming from Florence. Uh, so the... Um, the art of making gelato the Florentine way um, is a bit is, is less well known than, for example, Sicilian or Venetian type ice creams. Mm-hmm. Those are the three major schools of ice cream making, right? So um, there you go. So I, I decided that I wanted to launch this product. I, I was very confident about the product itself, mm-hmm. um, but I also wanted to introduce. Florence, you know, I wanted to make sure that the whole concept would be also around the elegance of Florence, the design, um, bring also some gestures, you know, which are typical of Florentine uh, gelato makers. That is the reason why I called it Bargello. Bargello is a very famous museum in Florence um, and it's a very beautiful 
medieval palace. And the whole concept of the shop has been made around uh, the specific um, you know, architecture of this palace. So if you come into our shop, you find, I don't know, the logo, which is an octagonal logo. Mm-hmm. Well, that is, you know, the Florentine octagon, which you find a lot of in uh, architecture, in um, Renaissance architecture in Florence, you also find woods and you find, um, you know, a number of things that recall the palace in Florence. And then um, I also wanted to, uh, to make sure, and that was a bit of a daring decision, to be honest with you, um, that I propose a service which would be very Italian. So, for instance, we don't do scoops like bowls, you know, we mm-hmm. use the spatula. So that means that we need to work the ice cream before we actually serve it. Um, the spatula doesn't make one specific you know, scoop, round scoop, it's much more graphic. Um, I decided in the shop to have a counter which would not show the ice cream. And that that, that was a real, I think that was a real um, innovative element because Mm -hmm. um, usually you walk into an ice cream shop and obviously you eat you eat the ice cream, you eat the gelato with your eyes before yes. eating yes. it with, 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 you know, for real. And, um, and, and I opted for a counter which was very pro-product. That is to say the gelato is very well conserved mm-hmm. in this, um, you know, in this um, counter. And uh, it's rather hygienic as well because it's all covered up, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. And it was just the old style of serving ice cream. You know, and so along with this went all other sorts of projects. For instance, we had the bicycles, the sweet bikes that go into the park, that go in the Ramish in the summer. Um, I just wanted to bring back this tradition of, you know, Italian gelato making, not just in the way of the product, but also in the way of the, the look, in the way of the distribution, in the way of the of the way it is is being um, delivered. Mm That's beautiful. So now we know why you brought gelato to Luxembourg. Now I want to know what what brought you to Luxembourg. Well, I came to Luxembourg. I arrived in Luxembourg in 2010 for private reasons. I followed my family and um, we used to live in Brussels before that and before that in London. And I used to live in New York for a number of years as well. And um, so I I came here by chance. Um, I have been an entrepreneur for the past 20 years. Um, I used to be in finance before working for investment banking. And in the year 2000, I started my first company, which actually still exists, to um, consult and uh, train uh, young brokers, essentially, in in the business of um, market making. And basically, the um, I came here. My my job because I was an independent worker followed followed me wherever I go, and so I arrived here. And when I arrived here, I actually I had this idea of setting up an ice cream, you know, gelato business for a long time. And uh, actually, when I arrived here, I said to myself, "This is a really an interesting place to start looking into this project." And um, that's how how it went. What did you see in Luxembourg that you thought, right, I think it could work here? Well, there's a number of reasons. First of all, um, I would say I felt, I I really felt that there was a good 
market from the point of view of the consumer, because here people appreciate high quality food mm-hmm. and um, they also like, uh, you know, to experiment. And it, it was clear that, you know, the, the local consumer really highly values um, excellent quality. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that means that I could experiment with that. So even if I brought in a different product, as long as it was really good, I thought this would be a possible success Mm -hmm. but then of course that is the more um you know that was the initial idea i thought luxembourg was excellent um an excellent sort of jumping board to to also look at the whole area basically Mm -hmm. around you know the grand region or around um other places um away also from luxembourg in some of the sort of uh, nearby countries. That is why, for example, we opened a shop in Brussels um, yes. three years ago, right? So um, I thought it was an excellent also school because, you know, it, there weren't that many ice cream shops here at the time. So I really had to start all over from from the basics, you know. And you have no the, background with the ice cream, do you? I do from a family point of view in a okay. way that my my grandfather and my father, they um, they used to be in the business okay. in Florence. Um, but then again, we have been, um, we have been, um, we've not been following this through in the past few years since my father died. So I always wanted to somehow relaunch this idea. And I still had my original, uh, you know, recipes, which I wanted to, uh, to develop further, because of course, since, since then, we've been developing quite a lot of different uh, products and mm-hmm. flavors. Um, so there is a background, there's a background there. And indeed, the shop that we used to own in Florence was a, and he's still today, very, very famous shop. Um, and, uh, but, but then again, I did not want to recreate that type of model from okay. a business point of view. I think from uh, a product point of view, definitely, because I kept very close to the tradition, to the high quality, you know, and the, um, in general, the idea of bringing a really good Florentine product. Uh, But from the business model point of view, I really wanted to play in a more international and more professional and more um, diversified way, mm-hmm. if you wish. And and so I said to myself, you know, how can I create a business that would be, on the one hand, art, you know, artisanal, you know, that mm-hmm. really, uh, it's a craftsmanship, you know, it mm-hmm. is something that has to stay that way. That is the real force of, of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I actually bring in local products into this, that is to say, it's very important to make sure that it has a sort of made in, made in Luxembourg brand, so people know that uh, we, we go for what we call the kilometre zero, you know, we, we, we access products to the maximum close by, and that makes it even fresher. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, how can I create a business that is well diversified? That is, for example, I, I, right from the start, I knew that I just didn't want to have a shop. I needed to find other ways to distribute my product. And um, and this is why, for example, the project of the supermarkets, and in particular, if I may say, the project that we've been doing with Cactus in the past few years has been quite successful. And at the same time, um, quite a useful way of... Um, 
of 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 distributing our ice cream and and making it more uh, from a seasonality point of view, uh, like a smoother mm-hmm. type of of product from a sales point of view. So, having been in the financial industry for such a long time, were you afraid to try something so entrepreneurial? And what gave you the confidence to go off and do something of your own? I have to say that even my previous job was rather entrepreneurial in a way that though I was working in investment banking for a bank, for, for a big institution, because I used to work um, for Morgan Stanley and JP Morgan for the span of time. My specific job was always quite entrepreneurial because I had my own clients, I had my own portfolios, you know. So it was really, at the end of the day, the bottom, uh, you know, the bottom line profitability was really up up to me and what I had created with, with my clients in that mm-hmm. specific business. So in a way, I was already, if you wish, used to taking that sort of responsibility, right? Um, but I th- I'd say... It's, it's a difficult question to ask in a way of, you know, are you an entrepreneur because you've been educated to be so or are you an entrepreneur because you really, you know, have a, a drive mm-hmm. to become one? I think it's, it's both, really. I think on, on the one hand, it, it is indeed true that I've received a, a sort of entrepreneurial education because in my family in Florence, they have been always owning businesses. And um, so I grew up with that type of air in the mm-hmm. the family it was in the know? blood yeah it was a bit in the blood yeah. you know when you sit down at dinner table and you hear your father discussing um successes or challenges and so yes. on i mean that that's that's something that is actually it gives you confidence good. right yeah, yeah well exactly it gives you an idea that things can go right or wrong or you know mm-hmm. um but at the same time i i think i have this um Inside me, I think I always had this urge to create something, you know, and even now that I've created Bargello, I always have the urge to to, to change, to innovate, to look for new ideas, new products. I was going to ask you, you you know, is there something else that you're wanting to do as well? Well, something else. There's always something else. But yeah. for example, in the past, uh, in the past, let's say a couple of years, we really worked quite hard on developing our products. So, for example, last year we launched a whole range of vegan uh, gelato, which is really very, very good. You know, we mm-hmm. before we used to have mainly. Um, uh, sorbet, like fresh fruit sorbets, which are vegan in themselves. But now we do all sorts of uh, pistachio gelato and, you know, uh, um, cocoa gelato and, and cocoa milk gelato. And, mm-hmm. you know, we make all sorts of different um, products which are really excellent and they are completely um uh, milk free and and um, animal products free. So you're innovating um, a so traditional recipe. Innovating the traditional recipes, you know. And the interesting thing about this job, and that's the fun of it, is that sometimes it's your clients giving you the ideas. You know, they come to you and they say, "Well, I don't know." I had once this friend who came to me and she said, um, "You know, I was." Uh, I, she, she's a Brazilian friend, and she said to me. You know, Laura, I was in Sao Paulo the other day and I had this wonderful taste. You know, I tasted the flavor of uh, co- uh, cocoa milk with um, coffee. And I said, well, well, what is that? You know, well, let, let's try it. And, <laughs> and it actually ended up being a very nice flavor, which has had a lot of success at Bargello. So, yeah, you need to constantly innovate. You need to listen also to mm-hmm. people, to what your clients tell you, to ideas. 
What would you say is the biggest challenge in growing your business and sustaining the quality that you have? Well, first of all, I'd, I'd like to say that you're putting the finger on something very important because it is, I think, as an entrepreneur, in a way, it is, I don't want to say easy, but it is, you know, it's, it's, it's more natural at the beginning of a business to be very excited, to have a lot of passion, to have a lot of, you know, rhythm and, and, and wanting to launch something quite, quite good. The question, though, is, I, and I think is there where you see a success of a business is over the years, you know, mm -hmm. in the long run, are you still able to offer the same type of quality you were offering at the beginning? Not only that, but even better and, and innovate yourself, you know, to, mm -hmm. to do better. So um, what have been the challenges? Uh, there's there's many. I mean, I mean, just to say one recently, COVID, you know, I mean, yeah. there's all sorts of, there, there are, if you wish, external challenges that come to you and you have to be very flexible, very ready for, for change. And, uh, and in a way, you always have to think a bit laterally to think of other solutions if the correct, if the traditional ones cannot be applied, right? Um, but then you also have internal challenges. They can be management challenges. I think, I think a key success of this whole story has been my team, for example. You know, I mean, a lot of the people are still there after many, many years with me. And I, I, I think this is fantastic, you know, even at a time of, of COVID, though, there's been a lot of challenges and, and trying to get everybody on board and not scared to come to work and, you know, and being with you in the project, despite mm -hmm. all that is going on, um, that is that takes time to build a, a team and a comfort mm -hmm. internal comfort like that from the people that work with you and uh, it's obviously for me a, a very a very a very great success i think for 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 this but obviously you go through bumpy times as well so mm -hmm. you know to just say one thing other challenges i'd say um uh, obviously, the good news is, well, I, I opened the door, right? I was the first one. And ever since, I've opened a lot of gelateria in Luxembourg. Yeah. I mean, you know, when <laughs> I first came, there were the traditional uh, the traditional shops, which are also excellent. Um, but in terms of Italians, it was just me. And uh, and since there's been, and I find this is great, <laughs> to be yeah. honest, but of course, because that means that this product, which before didn't even exist in a way, or not in the form that we know it today, now it has created like um, a market, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I suppose as a leader, I mean, for, for me, this is actually quite fun to see how it develops and how everybody then, you know, has their own uh, specialties and, and their own. I mean, it creates um, it creates a community in a way. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's quite, quite fun. So even just from speaking to you today, you strike me as somebody who is very ambitious and that you thrive off the feeling of innovating and being the first to do it but also the thrill of doing something like a business and you're excited about it and you want to do more would you say that's the secret to your success or what do you think is the secret to your success i, I mean um yeah i'd say it is it is a, it is um a secret i don't know it is the way i am actually when yeah. i come to a project you know yeah. my own personality i'd say the secret to the success is is really 
is that, but it's also, um, I'm somebody quite rigorous in preparing things. And I remember before opening the shop, for example, I took nearly two years before, you know, I had all my authorizations correct. Um, I had all my products and, you know, suppliers lined up. I had all my architects ready you know I really wanted to make sure that the moment that I opened I would it would be like a splash and this is the way I am I'm, I'm quite um, meticulous when mm-hmm. I do a project and I think this is also very important you know meticulous but at the same time I'm very flexible you know I was telling you coming up the stairs before right mm-hmm. then we were supposed to open first of March yeah. in Brussels and here we were sort of half closed for for the week. Well, I saw in the meteo that we would have 20 degrees, you know, finally springtime, 15 days before March in February. I said to my team, guys, we're opening. You know, I yeah. took, I packed my bags. I went to Brussels to give ice cream. So I had no, no personnel there. Yeah. So I literally, I, I think this is, you just have to be very flexible, very humble too, you know. You just mm-hmm. have to do it. If, if it needs to get done, you just have to do it, no matter what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And I find myself one day managing the next day making ice cream, the next day giving ice cream, um, the next day talking to top management in supermarkets. You know, I, I, I change a lot of hats and I think that's also very important for any entrepreneur, really. Are you still the person who will go to negotiate with a supermarket? Is that still you? Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us what that's like? We have one major partner here, which we really care for. And that's, um, you know, as we mentioned earlier on, mm. Um, but I think it's, in fact, it's not even negotiated. It is really a partnership work. You know, mm-hmm. we, we often sit down and we decide, you know, I tell them my ideas and, um, and, and I say, well, I think this flavor might be interesting or that flavor or this type of product, that product. Um, and in the past three years, we've launched a number of different, um, you know, initiatives and a number of different flavors, the uh, tastings, you know, all, all of those things have been really like a joint type um, type work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think, is very important because um, clients, and for, for me, obviously, they're clients, you know, they, they, they make your own business. The clients are, you know, cl- the clients and your team, these are the two most important. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, things in 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 a business and and with the supermarkets in particular, you know, we we uh, I think it is very very important to um, to make sure that you go along with their philosophy. And in particular, you know, I was very happy to find in in cactus the whole idea of the local product and the uh, you know of and and the care for. Uh, you know, high qualities which are done with local local ingredients. So, um, so that's how it goes. But I like to do this type of discussions myself, actually. Yes. yes. <laughs> have you had mentors or people that you have gone to for advice, um, people that you trust that have guided you? Because as you said, yeah. you wear so many hats, you must need some sort of guidance. On the business side, not so much, because somehow I draw from my previous experiences. Mm-hmm. Um 
On the ice cream making, definitely. I went to the uh, Gelato University in Bologna. I did a number of courses there before launching. Wow. And during that time, this was in 2011, 2012, a couple of years before launching the project, I met a number of maestro gelato makers, very very professional people who actually, you know, help you... Um, help you calibrate, uh, calibrate, uh, calibrate the recipes, also help you thinking in terms of the product because these are people who travel all over the world and see a lot of different business realities. So um, so I have to say that from that point of view, not just then, once in a while, I, I, I consult with, uh, with these people to, to, uh, to think about ideas and to see what are the trends as well because these are the same people opening shops all over the world and it's, uh, it's quite useful to listen to what they uh, to what they're doing as well Mm -hmm, I bet how do you define success um, and what does success look like to you success Mm. this is something uh, I was thinking about Um, you know um, I think it's it's I have seen a lot of different Ways I've seen a lot. I've met a lot of people, actually successful people, who got to got to the final success in very different ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the number one lesson that I've learned: is that it's very difficult to say is there one way of defining success. No, there isn't. You know, I've seen people with a def- completely different character from me or different background from me who've been very very successful. So, the first thing is to keep your eyes open and see. You know draw some feedback also from the people who sort of surrounding you. For me, the first word is believe, you know, mm-hmm. believe in yourself, in your abilities, believe in, in your team, believe in your product, you know. I think as long as you believe, other people will believe, you know. People will follow you, I think. And success, it's about sharing whatever you're you're bringing whatever you're doing also with others. I think mm-hmm. I think you can't really truly talk about success un- unless you can really somehow make it a a, a sort of common, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, a, a common endeavor basically. Um, and for, for the rest, huh? and for you, for me, I as you say, I'm a very enthusiastic. I like to do new projects. Yeah. So, so for me, well, the first thing is of course if I see a smiley face coming to my counter to eat my ice cream. <laughs> That is a clear sign, you know. <laughs> Even with the masks, I see the eyes, you know, the eyes smiling, you know. Yeah. I mean, that is for me very important. But for me personally, the success is is to stay young, you know. I, I think that's what it is. It's not to sit on your laurels somehow, you know. And, and that is, I think, the biggest challenge, you know. As you grow older, you tend to be quite ha- happy and Comfortable, comfortable <laughs> with what you've got, and um, but you you have a duty for your teams. You have a duty for yourself. You have a duty for the clients. You know to to keep on moving and to keep on innovating and not to be brought down if things come to you like I don't know COVID for instance. You mm-hmm. know, it's just it's that's it. So for me that's it. It's just to be able to to keep uh, yeah to keep. Uh, doing positive things for, for, for me but also for that for others I suppose and then you as a person what drives you you know beyond Bargello beyond the ice what drives you and what makes you get up every day and be this enthusiastic <laughs> um 
I like what I do, you know? I think that's the most important thing. I think, you know, why did I change? I was in finance for so long. I really wanted to do something um, real with my hands, you know? I wanted to produce a product. I wanted to do real economy. And that's the moment I did that switch was because I really wanted to do this. And no matter the pain and the passion and, you know, how hard it was, it's because I like it, you know? I think that's that's very important. And also, you just, um, yeah, I think people also around me, they, they help me, you know. Um, they really help me in a way of, uh, in particular, my team. I remember last year when COVID first came, I had the team in Brussels who said, Laura, we're not going to sit down, you know, let's do something. We can do uh, take away, let's do take away, you know. It was them, you know. I was like, oh, my goodness, what do we do now? Um, they were motivating. They were motivating me, you know, and they, this... How, how cannot you be happy, you know, if you feel that you're creating value, but also you're creating value for families who work mm-hmm. for you, you know, I think, I think that's it, really. Well, you must be here. You must be a great person to work for. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're with me for years. Yeah, so I suppose that's a good sign. I, I would don't say. <laughs> but if you could give advice to your 18 year old self, or what would you say? I think, I think. Um, first of all, be open, open for opportunities, for chances. Make sure you know yourself, first of all, well, what you can do and what you cannot do. What are your qualities? You know, I think it is very important. I think this is one of the things that has worked for me. As long as you know, in particular, what you're not good at. Um, that's a huge advantage, right? Because you avoid it or you hire people who know this better than you. <laughs> and, um, and, and this is very, very important. And it's also very important to keep very open and think laterally because there's a tendency to go for very traditional um, professions or careers. And that's all good. But you know what? We are... I think we live, especially today, in my time, it wasn't as fast moving as this. Nowadays, things are moving so fast. There's so much change going on that I don't even know half of the opportunities which are out there. I don't even understand them. You know, there's a lot of um, new ideas, new new developments. So to a young person, I'd say, be make sure that you keep thinking in a very open way and also be very very focused in what you do i you know i I think nowadays um youngsters the young people are very uh smart they have a lot of information there's um you know different type of networks that we used to have Mm -hmm. i used to have when i was younger um all of that is great all of that feeds in a lot of information all of that obviously is is a good ground to give you a lot of ideas um, I think where young people need to really be careful about is the focus, you know, because it takes time, it takes pain to do things. And to anybody who would ask me this question is, if you have an idea, if you have a passion, if you if you have the skills to do it, or you can organize yourself with the right skills around you to do it, go ahead and do it. Um, 
don't necessarily listen to what people tell you because people will tell you off. You know? Yeah, a lot of people told me off this project. Did they? Oh, a lot. And um, you know, I, unfortunately, I'm going to give here an advice which is not very politically correct. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't need to listen, you know. <laughs> and um, and that's it. But on the other hand, beware that um, you know, beware that the, the, this you know this will be a lot of work a lot of work many hours it's not just quality work it's quantity it's quantity it's um it's about you know shifting if you need to it's about um driving other people's motivation when you might be down you know it's, mm-hmm. it's about a lot of a lot of different areas so it has to all starts from you if you have the self-confidence to go ahead and do it then everything will naturally come right i think that I don't know. Yeah, that's great. That is honestly great advice. Um, and we rarely get people who come in and say, don't listen to other people. Well, but that's a great piece of take, advice. Take, take it, well, take it, you know. With a, with pinch, a pinch of salt. With a yeah. pinch of salt. What I'm trying to say is that sometimes, for good reasons as well, they might talk you off a specific mm-hmm. project. Um simply not talk you off but they will try to sort of show you all the negative sides of it which is great you know you need devil's advocates out there yeah um to keep your eyes open but at the same time they don't see your project the way you see it yes you know that is the reality whatever that project might be if you really have thought it thoughtfully and if you really have um an internal sentiment and you've got also the skills to to do Mm -hmm. as i said you know we have to be realistic here i I think you need to make sure that you you keep close to your dreams you know nobody nobody can take your dreams away right so uh, i'm incredibly curious to ask you this have you ever tried something and it hasn't worked um well, yeah, sometimes, you know, that happens too. I mean, let's put it this way. You, you Sometimes you find yourself in situations where you go two steps forward and you come one step backward, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a classic thing, right? You try, maybe you launch a new flavor, it doesn't quite work. Well, you have to redo it. Or some people tell you, well, I don't like this, I like this. Or, yeah, th- there's plenty of things on sort of a daily basis that can happen, right? That make you reconsider certain projects or certain things that you set up um you know it's it's hard it's hard to say on an outset like that um because i've also always taken the time to prepare my projects really carefully um so i take so what you would call a sort of calculated risk yeah (laughs) Uh, that is to say i try to make sure that the risk is there but somehow to the extent that i can because you, you can never tell you know things can happen anyway you know it's it's very difficult to preview everything but but i think that you can really limit the damage by preparing in in a thoughtful way mm-hmm. um so in that respect um and you as i said before i think you have to be truth to yourself if you if you're not good at something just admit it to you just say it you know to yourself in front of the mirror in the morning and um and say well you know what i'm, I'm not gonna go in this direction i'll try that and then that might actually encounter challenges but chances are that you avoid <laughs> digging yourself a hole you know yeah. um, it, it's probably going to avoid also having a very negative 
experience, I suppose. Yes. Um, Rather than force yourself to try something that you're not good at, just accept it and find somebody else to do it. Yeah. Or avoid it. Yeah. Or or avoid it. Or or just simply work around it. You know. Yeah. Avoid it. Or just simply try to work on what you're really good at. Yes. Know? Because every every one of us is really good at something. I have really this belief. You know. Yeah. I'm quite good at making ice cream, but I mean, you know, somebody else, <laughs> it might be good at something else. You yes. know, the whole point is to identify and other people sometimes can tell you, but sometimes they cannot. And then the other piece of advice that I give is that sometimes the most uh, surprising people give you interesting advice and support, you know. Sometimes you don't necessarily expect uh, that old friend or their the, client of yours you know to actually help you out you know mm -hmm. um and and that is also very important so when i say don't listen it's not just you know to anybody it's just a matter of being you know very open and 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 flexible basically cool thank you so much is there anything i've missed anything that you'd like to add no i think i think no i think you've asked me a lot of questions you know i i just hope that um, you know, the message that comes out here for especially for young people who are launching themselves into into a career, into work, into into entrepreneurship. I really hope more people embrace entrepreneurship, to be honest with you. I think this is very exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, you build your own uh, baby, you know, you, you let see it grow, you, you, you see it walk with its own feet. It's, it's very um, fulfilling, actually, project. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I think it's, uh, it's something that more and more we'll, we'll see, we'll see of this because of our society. It just makes it more flexible, more easy, you know, there's lots of help here in Luxembourg. It's excellent. You know, you, you have a lot of uh, structures and, and infrastructures and help to, to do that. So I just uh, I just hope more people think that way. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It's been incredibly inspirational. And I just wanted to thank you for bringing ice cream for me. I really <laughs> appreciate that. Um, and thank you for providing Luxembourg with good quality authentic ice cream but also a story that we can all look up to and we can all be inspired by so thank you so much thank you very much thank you